Andre sat before the CEO's glass and chrome desk. The large view window was open to the manicured lawn of the company campus. We have a golden opportunity here, Greg. This is the right time for gene therapy, especially if we're successful with the therapeutics based on modification of fetal stem cells. We're getting great publicity, and the stock price is soaring. Let's strike while the genome is replicating. He laughed at his own metaphor. We're moving too quickly, Andre. Dr. Blake and others on the board suggest that we slow down, evaluate our data, especially the long-term effects, and then plan our next steps. Amanda and I are also concerned that, in the orphan drug category, we're not seeing much progress. I'm reporting to this fool? Andre thought. Mr. Wincott, I came here with your assurances that I'd have free reign in my research. To tell you the truth, I would not have agreed to join PAT if I had known Archie Blake would be on the board. It was bad enough that I had to put up with his obstructionistic tactics at UC Davis. If you permit it, he's going to do the same thing here. In Greg's business experience, and with his initiation into the scientific arena, he'd had his conflicts with aggressive overachievers, but Andre was setting a new standard for insufferable behavior. Weakness would only inflame the situation, so he replied in flat tones. This is still my company, Dr. Keller. I run it, with the assistance of my board and those scientists I trust. If you want out of your contract, I'll put my attorneys to work on your severance agreement. You must understand in advance that you will not take with you any of the stock options we've put aside for you. And all your work, and I mean all of it, remains the property of PAT. Greg stood from his desk and stared at Andre. Give me your answer and we'll begin to choreograph your departure. Andre was shocked. I've misjudged this man. I'm so stupid. If I ever leave this organization, it'll be on my terms. Even better would be to show the Wincots to the door. Excuse me, Greg. You know me. Sometimes my enthusiasm gets the best of me in my zeal to pursue clinical cures. I apologize. There's no way I would jeopardize our goals. We understand your success comes, in part, from your incredible drive. We appreciate that. If you'll be patient, in due time you'll find everything you need. In due time? My God! The board of directors authorized the annual report to stockholders to emphasize their recent successes with the DNA vectors and their promising future. The Wincots still had a controlling interest in the company. So when they complained that PAT had strayed from the search for orphan drugs, the board grudgingly went along with their desires to re-emphasize research in this area. Pressure to change PAT's mission statement had come as well from stockholders, including Angela Brightman, a major stockholder herself, and the group she represented. If they played their cards well, they might take over the company. Angela continued to meet with Andre and knew more about his research than anyone on the board of directors. Andre's recent results with lupus and the rejuvenating effects of the DNA vector had made her even more determined to get control of this company. First, I have to get some of that stuff for me. 
Angela thought when she looked into the mirror. In defiance of Andre's strict orders, Raymond Ames kept monitoring the mice receiving the activated DNA vector through to their deaths. In a few, he was beginning to see alarming and unexpected changes. He tried again to tell Andre. He held up the 30-page data book. Look at these results. Some mice near the end of their new prolonged life cycle went into a rapid aging phase. It's like they were trying to catch up with time. Andre scoffed. Toss that stuff out, Ray. I told you that beyond the time parameters of the study, there's no data that we can trust. Certainly not end-of-life phenomena when cells are dying. But toss it out, Ray. I said toss it out. Like hell I will.